to Alabama this morning. We are live. We met this morning, the whole church, and we're just blessed to be here. But we are under the law, and we've got everybody segregated. There's at least a six-foot space around everybody that's not family. Um, so, so glad you're here this morning tuning in. We will be broadcasting again on Wednesday night at around uh, 7.15 or 7.20, something like that, and then for next Sunday as usual. We always broadcast, and so we're glad you're here this morning. Appreciate you. want to deal with some things this morning uh, concerning uh, the, the trial or the time or the crisis, whatever the world's calling it, uh, that uh, our society is going through. And, uh, but right now I have a, the Lord gave me right before I stepped up, gave me a word about uh, some things, and I wrote them down, so got them wrote down so I can just tell you what he said to me. And, uh, but he said, uh, there will be in this crisis or this time, whatever, this situation, it's not a crisis to heaven, y'all understand. It, he's, he's not bothered, and here at River Church, we're not bothered, but we understand lots of people are bothered, and it's our time as they open themselves up to minister to them. And he said for uh, you and I that are believers, that are, we got this, that this would not affect you adversely in your job. As a matter of fact, he gave me the scripture in Matthew 25, verse 21, where it says, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee master over many things. And he said, if you're going to go in your job, there's going to be a promotion and it'll be a promotion of authority. You will be over 10 cities, as it were. Uh, you, you will see by the end of the year, this thing will have been played for you. And we know, we teach, and we believe that there's no promotion or increase. There's no dec decrease or demotion unless there's a transition, a transaction, a change. If, if there's no change, then things stay the same. So right now, there's an opening where everything's changing in our culture for the moment anyway, and this opening is going to allow you and I who are in faith to come through. And the Lord said that it would be a promotion of authority. Can you all receive that this morning? Amen. Then, uh, then it was clear that he uh, said that he wanted to heal an infected tooth. Now, I don't even know what that looks like or feels like, but it sounds like uh, it's not good. So in the name of Jesus, if you have an infected tooth, you have a tooth or two, whatever, uh, that is giving you pain and it's, um, it's got infection in it, I declare it in the name of Jesus, be healed and be made whole. Infection, leave that person's body, their mouth and their oral region now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we just give you thanks and praise for healing infected tooths today. Amen, teeth. Hallelujah. I also saw this morning a sliver Something, I, I guess it would be a sliver of steel or glass or something in the eye. A sliver in the eye. Very painful. Uh, very, and, and you don't know what to do. You've washed it out, whatever you've done. But I tell you right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, be healed and be made whole. We tell this sliver, whatever it is, to come out of the eye and we speak to the eye and tell you to be healed and be made no, come back, be made new, and come back to normal in the name of Jesus. Praise God. I, the Lord just wanted to get somebody this morning. Somebody with liver enzyme, uh, what do you, would you call it that, that are unbalanced or, or, yeah, whatever. There's a liver enzyme situation in somebody's body, and the doctors told you about it, and they... 
they they have, they're fixing to put you into a protocol of how to fix that. And it's uh, I, right now in the name of Jesus, we t- speak to that liver and we tell the enzymes, the chemicals and hormones and everything to come into balance, to come into uh, right order in Jesus' name, liver enzymes be healed and be made whole. Hallelujah. And then the last thing he talked to me about, which is kind of like the first thing, is uh, wants us to, to uh, adjust our thinking before it gets unadjusted. Because there's, if you watch TV at all, you've been persuaded, you have been assuaged, you have been uh, convinced of things that are not true. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. And so their situation, they're going through crisis. We're in the crisis, but it's not a crisis to us. But he said specifically, this would be your best year financially. More money is the word that I got. More money in 2020. Now, there's nothing in, you know, uh, uh, Mercedes is uh, shutting down a couple of weeks and hotel job. Everything, everything's affected. Everything is affected potentially. But I'm telling you, it'll either not affect you at all or it will turn after this thing turns and you will end up at the end of the year. You'll, you'll file your income tax and you'll say, well, we owe more tax or whatever because we made more money. Can you all receive that? Amen. Now, we are those people, we are those people that though crisis is around us, it does not affect us. We, we are affected in that we have to help people and we have to get through, but it does not curtail the blessings of God. Amen. Well, that's a two, four, five. That's five good words this morning. And if you want to, you know, tell us, write us or whatever, you were the one, but whatever, Jesus Gets all the glory and all the credit. Amen. I'd like for you this morning, if you would uh, turn with me to the book of Isaiah, chapter 55. Let's go back into the old covenant for a minute and establish some things. We want to think right in a crisis, every crisis. You want to think right. Hallelujah. You got to think right because there's a whole bunch of people thinking wrong. And it's the only way they can think because they don't have their minds renewed. If they're born again, they don't, even, they don't have their minds renewed, but they might not even be born again. Uh, what does Psalm 1 say? Let me read that to you. Just so, we, just so we know there's a difference. Sure, we got the same bodies that the unsaved do and, the, and the same, uh, live in the same kind of house, drive the same car. We pump the same gas. But we are not the same. Psalm 1 says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Well, there's some ungodly counsel going on right now. But for the people that it's being ministered to, that's all they can handle. It says, Nor standeth in the way of sinners, uh, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, uh, the boasters. That's not us. But that's in our airways right now. That's in the conversations of people that you're around. That's what everybody is talking about. If, uh, if you go on a Fox feed, a Fox News feed this morning, almost every article without fail has something to do with either uh, coping with or being delivered from the crisis of corona. Everything is an article about what to do in that. But that's not us. It doesn't mean we don't go through it. Uh, I'm reminded of the children of Israel that were in Egypt during the plagues. It was all around them, but they were in the land of Goshen. Amen. It may, it may rain, but we have, we're under the umbrella of blessings. So we're going to think right. And um, 
just like that little video or the audio that we just played, we have a choice. <laughs> B. <laughs> B. <laughs> so we have a choice, and we're choosing life, and uh, it's really important. So we're going to choose the way in for our lives. We're going to choose the way out for our lives. We're going cha- to choose what time happens. We have, uh, we have a say in this. Uh, because of jurisdictions, we can't shut it down for the whole United States because there's people that have said, we're going through this and it's going to be a rough ride. You can't hardly change that, but I can change it for me. How about you? Change it for me. Whatever they're going through, I'm sorry. I wish it wasn't. I'm going to help you best I can to ease that and get you through it. But for me, it's a non-starter. It does not matter to me. The truth is, here's the truth, is everything we do is significant. Let's point to ourselves in first person that. Everything I do is significant. Where you live is significant. I don't care where you live, why don't you drive, whether you buy Fruit Loops or or uh, Choco Puffs or whatever. He doesn't care. Well, there's some stuff he doesn't care. But every decision in life is important. And many of the things that we go through in our lives is because of bad decisions, bad choices. In, in, it was a moment of rebellion or a moment of ignorance, but we made a choice that affected our future. And we think, well, God can just reverse it. Well, you know, if you shoot somebody, kill somebody, you may go to jail. He will forgive you if you repent. But the man is in, you know, but the, the society rules will prevail and he's going to help you and give you favor. But it doesn't mean we're exempted from jail time if we shoot somebody or rob the store. Every decision in life is important. So if we can make right decisions then we can, and, and right choices, then we can have a right future. Things will go better. And what a lot of people, most people, almost every Christian is they want to pray in the middle of the crisis. But wouldn't it be better to fix it before the crisis came? Just set, just set it up like you want it set up. But almost everybody waits until something bad comes, and then they say, well, we got to pray. we got to get the prayer chain or whatever people do. And it's just not God's way. It says in chapter 55 of Isaiah, uh, let's look in verse uh, 7. Now, get the context here. This is Old Testament, of course. Nobody's born again. Uh, God's treating everybody like children because their flesh is the only thing they can. Uh, he's not inside anybody. He can't convict them of sin. He just deals with them from the outside. And he said, let the wicked, that'd be the sinner, let the wicked. You say, well, no, there's sinners that aren't wicked. No, there's not. No, there's not. They just don't do wicked things maybe on your watch, but they're thinking about them. And the only thing that keeps them from doing wicked things is the law and the, the chance of punishment or a correction. They just don't want to go to jail, so they seem like they're model citizens, and many of them are. They're better, better behaved in society than Christians. You all know those people. So he said, let the wicked forsake his way, and, then, and so he's talking to the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. So there's the conditions. Then he says in verse 8, an astounding statement. For my thoughts, God says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Who is your? It's the wicked. It's the unrighteous. My thoughts are not the wicked's thoughts. My thoughts are not the unrighteous thoughts. Neither are your ways, the wicked and righteous ways, my ways, saith the Lord. He said, I think different than you. 
Therefore, I have different results in you. And then he goes in verse 9 and demonstrates it. He says, as far as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Verse 10, for as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven. So he's, he's given us a parallel here, a parable from heaven and returneth not thither. Once rain comes down, it stays down. But watereth the earth and make it bring forth in bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. You know, that verse is in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter uh, 9, where he says he gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Well, the point here is, is uh, uh, my thoughts. Now, I looked that up, and in the Hebrew, it's number 4284. And the word there means my intentions. He said, my intentions are not your intentions, my imaginations. What God's dreaming about is not what we as the wicked are dreaming about. And he said, it, it also means my purposes. God's purposes are not the wicked's purposes. And so we look at this, and you've heard a million sermons, if you've heard anything, where people say, this is who we are. They, we, our thoughts are not his thoughts. And so that's how they parlay that thing that says, God knows he, he may, your baby may die, you may lose your job, and God did it, or God allowed it, and God knows because his ways, his thoughts, his purposes, his imaginations are higher. So right there out of that verse, people say, you just never know what the Lord's going to do. But, but we have to say, this is Old Testament. Y'all know this is Old Testament? The word there, uh, that's thoughts. The word ways is number 1870, and it means a course of life. He said, where I'm going, the way I'm going... It's not the way that the wicked go. It also means a, a mode of action. So what he does is different than the wicked do. And you go, well, there we are. We're stuck. God's high and he knows and we're low and we don't know. Uh, and how high is that? As the heavens are above the earth, so are my ways and my thoughts, he said. So that would be an infinite gulf. It would be a, a, such a chasm that you couldn't think about boarding it. But then I noticed that in Matthew... Jesus came. Jesus came. So what Jesus, he's the interrupter of this conversation. The new birth changed everything. Now, we, we love the Old Testament, and it brings a lot of light, but it's also a story of the times that were then that are not now. Jesus is here. The new birth is here. They, they had no access to that. So I'm not the wicked anymore. You're not the unrighteous anymore. Even if you do wicked things and, and do unrighteous things, they're not a part of who you are. It's just a part of your old man that comes back and, uh, and the unrenewed mind and that thinks. But I have the mind of Christ. His ways used to be higher than my ways, but now I have the mind of Christ. Isn't that what it says? But we have the mind of Christ. So it's different. Well, how much, how high are his ways than my ways now? None. I can access heaven. I can, because the mind of Christ is, doesn't Jesus know everything God's thinking? I think so. Can we know everything Jesus is thinking? If you want to, the word calls it revelation. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven, the Lord Jesus told Peter. So revelation, we can walk in revelation. We can know what there is to know, so we can do what there is to do, and we can have what there is to have. We can be on the same network as God. Well, how's that work? Well, he's father and we are children and the father gives everything to his children. So here we are. We're smarter than we've ever been. Uh, the moment we got born again, we had access 
to the very mind of God, the very ways and thoughts of God. And he said, I'll tell you anything. But we're so engrossed, we're so encumbered, we're so limited by thinking like the world thinks that still their ways are way lower than God's ways. Their thoughts are way lower than God's thoughts. So if we access them and go along with them, then we're going to think a lot lower than what we could. Our potential is way limited. So we got to put aside a bunch of stuff that's in the world because they think wrong. Their path or their course of life is wrong. Where they're going. The heathen gods of, of old are gods that demand, like Buddha and Hinduism and all uh, that, they demand a sacrifice, even a human sacrifice, to please God so he'll rain on the crops and he'll uh, bless the land. But that's, and that's who they've made our God. If you walk straight, he might bless you, and if you, if you mess around, well, God's going to whack you. And that's, that's the thinking, that's the thoughts and the ways that, that uh, even religion, Christians, think that even now. So that was that uh, conversation that says, well, why, where is a God that says he loves people? Where is he in the coronavirus? He's right there in the midst of us. And if we'll access him by his word, we can have deliverance as if it was never here, as if it was never here. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. Woohoo! <laughs> We're going to have fun this morning, y'all. Yeah, I can't wait. Hallelujah. Turn with me to John chapter 16, if you would. So let's get this straightened out. We're, I know you know all this, but let's just index it in our heads. So even we're just going to seal it off so the devil can't even get in and, and, and make us stagger one moment or one thought saying, well, you know, if God really loved you, you, would, you wouldn't have to be all this and all that. Well, he does. You know, here at River Church, and I know there's a lot of Christians, a lot of churches that, that are this way, so we're certainly not exclusive, but this is not a drill. This, this pandemic, this corona something 19, I've already forgot what it is. COVID, COVID-19. Uh, you know, that's a name that comes under the name of Jesus. Every name will bow and confess to the glory of the Father, that Jesus is Lord. That COVID-19 is a scary thing. Um, we just don't receive it. So we preach this all the time. We're, we didn't wait for a... And this is, this is the difference, is we want to be Jesus strong. We're not, we want to we be strong when the trouble comes, not try to find strength when it comes. We're not saying, oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well... Not very much if you hadn't already done it. You're, all you can do, all you can probably do is what the world calls cope, survive, endure. But that's not what we're doing. We're not coping. We're not surviving. We're not enduring. We're dominating. We're dominating. And you got to know that's what we've been training for for years, to be Jesus strong to make Jesus Lord every day, the good days, the blessed days, the happy days, when all the world is going their own way. You and I have been in the Word. We've been praying out the plan. We've been listening to God. We've been adjusting our lives. We've been changing our thinking. I've been changing my thinking. How about you? It's not like, well, I'm one and done. I arrived. No, this thing needs lots of help. This up here needs lots and lots of help. 
And so I got to wash it, the word says. Wash it in the water of the word. You got you to immerse it and clean out that junk and get it out, that, that poverty thinking, that laugh thinking, that shortage thinking. Get that thing out where we're sick and we're in pain and disease. You know, what about cancer? One in four, one in three. Oh, no, what are we going to do? We're going to wash that out. We're going to get that out that says, it doesn't matter if it's 99.9. I am the one standing that it will not affect you know, we say that the safest airplane that's ever been in the air is the one you and I are on. <laughs> and if there's no parachutes, we have one. You know, but, but it's, it, if it's going up with us, it's coming down with us, and it will not crash. And so you, you got to have that attitude. Y'all are safe. Y'all be calm. Even when it's going down at 1,000 miles an hour, everything's fine. I love what Keith Moore says, you know, when the devil's got you. Uh, God is heel on your neck where he says, just say, I'm winning because <laughs> we are. So this is nothing new. This isn't like, what are we going to do, Pastor? What now that COVID's here? What are we going to do with this? What are we gonna... The same as we've always been doing. We haven't been living above this world by some false narrative just because there's something out there, which incidentally, from what I understand, numerically, is not even as great as influenza, and certainly not other things in the past, but whatever, whatever. Uh, we've had to live above influenza and above the swine flu and above the, the, the SARS and whatever else has been out there, been even the common cold and arthritis and, and ulcer. We've been living above that stuff for quite some time. Who is this new COVID-19? Everything else is about its knee. This will bow its knee as well. You know, when people look for a job or look for a maid or look for, they're looking for something, people will try to quote them some statistics and say, well, you know, the job market's pretty tight right now. It's not, but if it were, or, you know, there's just no good men. There's no good women out there. There's nobody. Yeah, there is. There's one. Well, the odds are pretty tight then. If there's just one good job, one good man, one good woman, all I need is one. I just need one job. <laughs> so if there's one out there, it's mine. You don't, you, you, we're not playing the odds. We're not trying to see if we can get a little swell over on our side. Amen. John 16, 33, you know this. It's circled in your Bible. It's a big, it's a big thing. These things, Lord Jesus, inter, he's in the middle of chapter 16, and he says all of this, and then he says, these things I have spoken unto you, that in me, that in the Lord Jesus, in him, ye might have peace. Hallelujah. In him. Well, we got to stay in him, don't we? In the world, ye shall, ye shall. This is the Lord Jesus telling us how the future is going to be. Ye shall have tribulation. That word we know means trouble. It means distress. It means pressure. He said it's going to be out there. It's going to be around you. But then he said, but be of good cheer. <laughs> what is there about good cheer that says, well, that doesn't mean really all that much. Good cheer? Is that different than bad cheer or just regular cheer? He emphasized to be of good cheer, exceptional cheer, over the top cheer. Be happy about your life when pressure, distress, and trouble come. Because why? 
I have overcome the world. I have conquered. The word is conquered. I have conquered the situation that's bringing pressure and distress and trouble. I have taken care of it. And if I'm in you and you're in me and I'm in the Father and you're in me, he said, we got this thing. We've all conquered it. Now, we know that. That's nothing new, but it just makes us give us a perspective when the yackers, the yappers, the, the barking dogs, the nipping pups are on us trying to say it's not what it seems to be. It's worse. It's terrible. It's, it's the whole world's going in. And then they tell you, well, they're laying off everybody here and these people don't have a job there. It's true. In the world, you have tribulation. But if you don't live above it, you're in tribulation. You're in pressure. You're in distress. So you got to live above it, don't you? Point yourself with me and say, hey, you, live above all of it. Well, now that's what you got to do. And that is the challenge. That is the challenge is to stay in faith. You got to stay in faith. There's two ways. You have a choice. <laughs> B. <laughs> We're going to be in B choice. Hallelujah. So we got to stay in faith because the Lord Jesus said right in this uh, uh, chapter here, he said, the truth, you know, or the you shall know the truth and it shall make you free. So it's the truth, you know, it's not truth. The truth is he's delivered us from all this trouble. But the truth, you know, is, is I'm delivered. I'm delivered and I'm delivered every time. Remember that scripture in uh, Job chapter three. Don't turn there. But in verse 25, it says, remember, Job was under all this pressure. Boy, he was in pressure. And, and he said something that's really applicable to us in verse 25. He said, for the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me. That's what we're seeing right now. When people get a cancer diagnosis. That's what they'll usually say in some way. They'll say, yeah, mama had it and daddy. And, you know, I, I, I've been thinking this was coming along. The thing that I greatly feared has come upon me. And that which I was afraid of is come unto me. So that's why you can't wait till trouble comes to say, what, what does Jesus say? What does the word say? Who am I in this? You got to knock fear out when there's no trouble around. When COVID-19 isn't even mentioned when the tornadoes that are coming across the south, before they even form, before there's even a high and a low and a pressure and a cold thing, we stop that stuff where they don't even get assembled against us. Now, they may go across the northern part, the southern part of whatever, but it will not come nigh me, Psalm 91 says. So I'm exempted from the curse. I'm exempted from the world. You and I are both uh, free. Jesus said in John 17, he said of you and me, they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. So the implication there is certainly we're in the world, but we're not of the world. And then he said, Lord, Father, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So the only pass out, the only pass away from trouble is to lay hold of the truth. Find the truth, believe the truth, act on the truth. Anything else is Job 3.25. The thing I feared most has come upon me. I knew it. And the reason we, that Job said that and the reason Christians have that problem is they're already condemned. They don't, get, they don't get forgiveness for their sins. So when they do a bad thing, they bark at somebody, they yell at somebody, they say something naughty or they steal an eraser from work or whatever people do. They're condemned by that. So they're expecting punishment, retribution for what they've done. 
And they're going like, yep, I did bad things. And so I was expecting a bad thing. Just didn't know it would be cancer, rheumatism, or, or arthritis, or whatever. I, I was expecting something. And the thing I greatly feared has come upon me. Well, that's why we got to confess that stuff and get under the blood on everything. Yes, Lord, I did bark at that person. And yes, I was unruly. And yes, I was this, that, and the other. And I repent of it, and I confess it out of my life. And now it's as if I never did it. <laughs> and so you're clean, and so you're never expecting anything. There's no fear to expect anything, yay. So uh, uh, a pandemic or a world order that comes into place or an economic crash, which we've all experienced them. Everybody in this room has went through the 08 thing. But they are nothing to me. They were real to thousands, and lots of them went under financially. Uh, had a, a family, not my family, but in-law family, that lost $100,000 just like that, just blink. Worked 40 years to get that 100000 together, and it was with Lehman Brothers, and it just disappeared. You go, wow. That, that's, but see, that's out there. It's real, and it's happening to people, but... Not happening to me. So how do we do it? As a leader, as a Christian, we are today meeting because the law, the rules, allow us to. But if they say the rules have changed, we will exactly conform to them. And we'll just, we'll just uh, broadcast. And that'll be fine. Say, that's just fine. That's just fine. It doesn't matter because it's for a season. It's for a while. But I was at Lowe's yesterday. I mean, I thought I'd go into a blank parking lot and there'd be one cashier. Ah, oh, no, 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 no. They were, it was, the parking lot was full of people. And they were shaking hands and kissing each other on the ear. Well, maybe not that part, but they were everywhere. And you go into the store and it was, everybody was off. So they were putting their projects together. And Lowe's was packed out. And uh, so you'd say, well, uh, what about that? We've got rules for church. We're the cleanest place in town. The, you're, the building you're in right now, this room right here, it, it's hospital safe. You, you could put your, your tamale on the chair or on the floor and, and, and get a fork out and, and it'd be just, well, maybe not that fine, but it'd be, it'd be clean here. And, but yet at Lowe's, it was wide open. Everybody was there doing their everything. So we do have unreasonable laws that are not, or reasonable laws that are not being enforced. Uh, so we're going to comply to all the laws. Uh, but we're meeting today because we have some latitude. The president said we would rather 10 be is all that gets together, and I respect that. But the governor said 25, and everybody needs to be spaced. Well, it just so happens. You know, you can't put 25 in a closet and say we're, we're doing the law. So we're, we're okay today, but we are absolutely not rebelling. Uh, I like that thing. Y'all remember the bracelet, What Would Jesus Do?, uh, yeah, Barry's going to show us what would Jesus do. Y'all think that's what Jesus would do? <laughs> I've got another one. Yeah, there he is. That's the Lord Jesus with the mask on. Yeah, he's got the, the J95 mask on because he was ministering to sick people. That might be contagious. Really, you've got you to gotta think about that. Turn with me to Genesis 47. We'll wind this thing up, sort of. Genesis, wow, that's, that's, that's over by the table of contents. Chapter 47, 
Now, y'all know, we all know that the old covenant was a type and a shadow of the new. And there was things in place there that would point to the new covenant of the Lord Jesus. It was an example. And, and the Lord couldn't bring it to these people because they weren't born again. And so there was an inferior covenant in place. The old covenant is what we call it. And uh, he could just do so much with them, but he did every bit that he could. I want to tell you the Lord maxed out the legal system of heaven for the people in the Old Testament, and now he's maxing it out for you and me. Do not think the Lord is taking the middle lane and that he's just, you know, keeping everything cool. He is, he is intense. He's got the angels intensely working. He's got Holy Ghost going everywhere to minister to us and bring us life. Sometimes we get a little casual down here thinking, you know, que sera, sera. But I'm telling you, heaven, heaven is on it. Your job, he is on it. Your, your body, he is on it. Your money, way on it. Everything that can be done, he's doing it. Well, why doesn't he do it all? Because we limit him. We say, well, we can't afford that. How many little kids do you see at the grocery store that says, Mommy, I want this little thing, and it's some little junk mess for $3.95, and Mama says, we can't afford that. That's a limiter. We always get the flu about this time. Allergies are everywhere. It's that allergy system season. What, what's the allergy index on the Weather Channel? What difference does it make? I've said enough about that. Hallelujah. But I love this thing about the children of Israel being a type and a shadow of now. And the Bible talks about a place called Goshen. And it was in Egypt. It was in Egypt. Egypt is a type of the world, and it was in Egypt. And it says in chapter 47, verse 5, uh, And Pharaoh spake unto Joseph, saying, Thy father and thy brethren are coming to thee. So this is when there was a famine up in the, in, where they lived, and they were coming down to get food. Uh, and then they eventually stayed. They came down enough, and they stayed. The land of Egypt is before thee. In the best of the land, make thy father and brethren to dwell. In the land of Goshen, let them dwell. And if thou knowest any men of activity among them, then make them rulers over my cattle. So the land of Goshen was in Egypt, and the children of Israel were in Egypt. Well, you and I are in the land of the world, but we're not of the world. We're just in the land. Turn with me to Exodus chapter 8. We can slip over and find out how this story is progressing in the land of Goshen. As you know, uh, God decided, he said, it's time for everybody to come out and be set free. They'd been 430 years in Egypt. Now, America's only been a nation 200 and whatever it is, 40, 50, 60 years. Not as long as these people had been. And we, we've kind of galvanized ourselves. Well, these people had even been in Egypt longer than us. In Exodus chapter 8, verse 19, it talks about Goshen again. It says, no, well, let's see, where am I? Exodus 8, 9. Yeah, 19. The magician said unto Pharaoh, this is the finger of God. And Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he hearkened not unto them as the Lord had said. Uh 
Okay, yeah, here we are. Excuse me. And the Lord said unto Moses, Rise up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh. Lo, he cometh forth to the river and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Let my people go that they may serve me. Now, just as a place of context, remember, Moses had been 40 years on the backside of the desert. I mean, how cool would it not be to be on the front side of the desert? And he's on the, what is the backside of the desert? It's, it's a denote, it denotes being on the lesser side of the desert, which is already terrible. And he'd been there 40 years. Why was Moses put on the shelf for 40 years? Because God was getting stuff out of him, fear, littleness, and he was putting stuff in him. Stand before Pharaoh one day. And this is one of those times where he stood before Pharaoh and said, let my people go. Verse 21, else if thou wilt not let my people go, behold, I will send swarms of flies upon thee. How many of y'all hate a fly in the house? Just one fly in the house. And upon thy servants and upon thy people and into thy houses and the houses of the Egyptians shall be full of swarms of flies and also the ground wherein they are. <coughs> Excuse me. And I will sever in that day the land of Goshen. I will cut them off, or I will separate them. I will sanctify them in which my people dwell. God's saying, I will separate the land of Goshen in which my people dwell. Why? That no swarms of flies shall be there. To the end thou mayest know that I am the Lord in the midst of the earth. Um, verse 23, and I will put a division a redemption wall between my people and thy people. Tomorrow shall this sign be. And the Lord did so. And there came a grievous swarm of flies into the house of Pharaoh and into his servants' houses. And into all the land of Egypt, the land was corrupted by reason of the swarm of flies. But there was none in Goshen. Now, this is a type. This is a, an example. This is a demonstration of what he does now. Look in chapter 9, verse 25. Here we go. This is plague number, I don't know which one it is. There was 10 in all, and the last one was the, uh, the taking the firstborn. But this, this is the hail, verse, 20, uh, verse 25. And the hail smote throughout all the land of Egypt, all that was in the field, both man and beast. And the hail smote every herb of the field and break every tree of the field. Only in the land of Goshen, where the children of Israel was, were... Was there no hail? Here we are. They were in Egypt, but they were not in Egypt. And we are in the world, but we are not the world. So location has nothing to do with it. So these people were blessed even in Egypt, even in the world. We are blessed. Then he, then guess what he did? In all, when the ten plagues were over, he loaded them up and sent them to the land of promise. Well, guess what the Lord's doing with us? He's loading us up and sending us to the, the heaven of promise, as it were. So we don't have to live under the flies, the hailstorm, the corona, the, the COVID thing, the, the Spanish flu or whatever, whatever's been out there. We are in Egypt, but we are in Goshen. We are also in heaven uh, uh, while we're living. We're living in heaven while we're living on earth. They were living in Goshen while they were in Egypt, and we are living in heaven while we are on earth. You go, How? no, we're not. We're here. Well, just like they were in Egypt, we are in heaven. We're having days of heaven on earth.
There's no devil in heaven, but we have power over him. There's no sickness, but we have power over that. There's no lack, streets of gold, but we, my God supplies all my need. Abundance and fullness. Uh, so we have to, here's what we got to do, all of us today and every day. We got to act like we know where we are. If you overslip, if you ever slip over into Cairo or Alexandria when you're back there in that day and you leave the land of Goshen, there's going to be a lot of swatting to be done. There's flies everywhere. There's locusts everywhere. There's the, the water's bloody. Uh, I'm a covenant man. Are we covenant people? You know, turn with me to Malachi. Let's just, let's just mark this out. Let's just go another step with it. I just love the word, don't y'all? Just, oh, God, you're so good. Everything that comes, you've already got an answer for it before we even see what the trouble is. You've got a trouble answer. It says in chapter 3, verse 9, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Verse 10 says, now I'm a tither. Are you a tither? On broadcast, are you a tither? Are you a tither? Are you a covenant man, a covenant woman? It's not enough just to be a Christian. You've got to know you're a Christian. You've got to know the power. You've got to know the, the evidence of the union that links you to him. It's not a one and done. Well, one day I gave my heart to Jesus. Well, you did get born again, and you are going to heaven, going to heaven, going to heaven. But if you want days of heaven, you've got to be in covenant as if you were in heaven. You've got to be there now. And one reason we tithe is not so God can pay his bills and not because we can go without or prove something to him. It doesn't prove anything to him. He already knows everything that's in us. He already knows whether you're right or wrong. Or good. You know, he already knows. He doesn't care. But the, the tithe says, it declares. Every time we bring it, we say, I'm yours. I'm in your system. You, you, I'm giving you a tenth, which is the same as in faith as giving it all. When a man gives 10%, he's giving it all. Because if God said, I need 10% more, we just bring it in. If you're a true tither, you don't have a 10% and like, my tithe is $47.93. And don't be asking for me to round it up to $48. Don't be asking me because this is all you're getting. Well, you're tithing. You're, I mean, you're, you're bringing a tithe, but it doesn't make you a tither. And God's not legalistic. He'll take that, and he's glad and all that. But it just means you're a little, a, you, you got little of the covenant. So we start out with the tithe, and God said, you know, this is where we start, and this is what it's going to take to enter into that realm. Instead of jacking the tithe up to 12% or 20%, he just said, why don't you all bring offerings? If there's an overflow in your heart, just bring an overflow unto me. He said, I'll, I'll give it right back to you. I'll take it, but I'm going to bring it right back around to you. It'll come. Matter of fact, I'll, just so you'll know it's me, I'll bring it back. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Just so you'll know it's me, it'll exceed what you could ask or think. Just so that you know it's me, you will never be in debt. You'll never have trouble just because you know, so you'll know it's me. I'm in. So the tithe, corona or a financial downturn or a... Whatever's whatever, it does not affect me. I have to endure it. I got to deal with sick people now. We got to deal with hotels closed and, and all that's going on, and it's a lot going on. They're going to try to fish out our nation to keep it from going into a recession, and I'm for it. I'm for them. Uh, do we have a... Uh, do we have Hank Kuhneman? 
Ah, we ought to, we ought to listen to Hank. Now, Hank Kuhneman, according to uh, Sid Roth, you know, Sid Roth has everybody on. Some of y'all may have been on. But when Sid Roth says that somebody out of everybody he's had on is the best, the most accurate, gets it every time, he knows because he's had them all on. So let's listen to a six-minute, uh, is it video or just audio? Oh, we're going to get it all there. So uh, y'all listen to Hank, and uh, Brother Copeland says he's real accurate, and let's just, let's just put this in perspective. This planet that I created, for I remind the people who dwell upon this planet, for I so loved this world, not just the planet that I created, but I loved the people that I would send my son as the sacrifice, as the promise, as the one who would offer his life that mankind may find life. And so it is from my throne I speak to those who are in fear. I have extended my son and his life, but yet I say to you that are in fear, Look to him who is seated upon the throne for the life is being extended to you again at this moment. For I say very soon, watch my hand. For I say to those who would listen to the media and have been in a place of confusion and fear, I have spoke to my people and to the people of this earth that I will force the media, the airwaves, to speak truth, report truth, and to have to report my doings and what I will do. Yay. Therefore I shall pass three times, and my hand shall strike, strike, strike three times. And this virus that they have said shall grab a hold of this earth and this nation. Watch how the Lord God of hosts shall arise at this time. For I spoke to you that March would be a time that there would be that which would be in its fledgling state which would begin to blossom. God says this shall be the first strike. This shall be the first swipe of my hand. And then look to the time of your Passover. The time when men once again understand of the time when I passed over and did not allow those who understood the covenant who understood the blood of the Lamb. I struck once again, and this shall be the second swipe. But then God says there'll be a third. And you watch the eradication of what they have spoken of a disease. Can I wipe it out? Can I stop it out? Where is your faith, says the Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord. Yes. For what I want to say to you at this time, remember the days when there was a nation of Israel who were bitten by the serpents. What did I do? What was bitter? What bit them became sweet. Why do I speak this? Because in that day, the very thing that bit them, the serpent, was lifted up upon a pole. A sign that if the Christ be lifted up, 
he shall draw all men unto himself why do I speak this because what they have said with this virus to inflict to poison the minds to afflict the bodies to cripple the nations look out of it shall come something sweet that they will say how could a virus that created such fear unify a nation the United States how could something so bitter become sweet that even though the economy would have hiccups and go down and up if you could understand when the prophet stood and said this time tomorrow it shall change why did I speak through the prophet because God says there is a tomorrow that is better than the current crisis at hand yes yes therefore yes. watch what shall arise over this land the United States I speak to you now pharmaceutical shall change your economy shall go to another level and this shall happen among the global markets and it shall be astounding and I will do this because as it was when the serpent was upon the pole representing the Christ who would be crucified God says I will do this because the enemy thought that he could cripple this nation and the nations of the earth to stop something that he is afraid of he is afraid of the awakening he is afraid of the glory that is coming and it's coming fast upon the nation yes Lord yes therefore watch watch the good that shall arise watch healings that shall begin to break forth by ways of supernatural displays of signs and wonders at another level says the Lord watch how medical cures vaccines God says watch how things that have been held back through bureaucracy shall be brought forth now to eradicate diseases that have plagued the people for generations and for decades watch how they'll even come in exoneration to that which they sought to remove and to impeach because of my plan and my plan unfolding to do something great in this nation to take what was bitter and to make it sweet and I speak this as the Spirit of God even to the nations of the earth my hand of mercy is being extended at this time yay 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 we didn't go on, you can go online if you want to hear it again but there was several things in there one the first strike is in March the second strike he said was the Passover well I looked that up for this year and that's around the 15th or 16th of April and then uh, something after, I don't remember when the third strike, he, he didn't say, did he? Okay. So, it's all good. And there's just, we should not weep one tear or cry one uh, sob. We should, uh, we should lay hold. Well, this event, according to the word of the Lord, and the word of the Lord is this will only bring good to our lives, increase. When the, when the transition, the transaction comes open, it'll cause us to go up, even in the midst of the trouble. So let's, uh, uh, Isaiah 54 says, you know, no weapon that is formed against you, thee, shall prosper. And here's the other part we never quote. And every tongue that rises against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. I'd go home and I'd get a little communion table out. We didn't do it this morning just because of logistics and all that handling it 
Another version says, the weapon has not been formed against you that will destroy you. Yay. And uh, so let's turn to Psalm 91. Let's, let's end with this. We're going to read Psalm 91 together. This is your life, Psalm 91. Thank you for that, Barry. Appreciate that. Praise God. We're going to read the word pestilence down there. Yes. We're going to read the word plague down there. This, I don't know if this is a pestilence. A pestilence is usually some living thing, like a horde of grasshoppers or something. But a plague is absolutely what we're dealing with. So let's read it together out loud. I'm in the King James. Do the best you can. Ready? Read. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. And He shall cover thee with His feathers, and under His wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked." Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon, shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Wow. Yay. So we always read it in the first person. That's how you would read it. Read it in the first person. Then when you get down to uh, uh, verse 14, then it, it goes over to the narrative is, is uh, first person God, where he says, because he set his love upon me, therefore uh, I will deliver him. So yay. There's just, he covers everything in there. So my job is not to figure it out. My job is just to believe. Well, that's an easy job because I'm a believer. You're a believer. So that's what we do. Thinking, we kind of passed over from darkness to light. We went from thinking to believing. Well, everybody else is just thinking. Boy, they're thinking hard. Boy, if you watch TV, they are so thinking hard. Hallelujah. But that's their job. It's the only job they can do. It's the only job they will do. So we don't care. Hallelujah. Yay. Well, we're, we're not going to, just because of the legalese of the law, that's the only reason. We're not going to lay hands on you, but we don't have to. 
We, we could and we will and all that. But we're going to lay hands on ourselves this morning. And we're going we're gonna, to, I'm going I'm to, you, you agree with me as I pray. And uh, this is how it is. In the name of Jesus, we set a guard about our lives. We plead the blood of Jesus on our lives and our household, our children and our possessions. And we say that we've already had our least day. And the least day is not in the future, but greater days are in our future. And we declare and, and decree that this body, my body, is free from affliction and trouble. All viruses that are contrary to the will and way of God, of life and life to the full, we cast down and refuse to allow into our jurisdiction. We say we are healed, we are whole, and we are healthy. And we have no less and no, nothing less than that. We say we are full, we are supplied, and we are wealthy. This disease, this virus, will not affect our bottom line except to give opening and way to a greater and, 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 uh, and a louder increase in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that by his stripes we were healed, therefore we are healed. And no weapon formed against us shall prosper. We stand on the word, and the word will deliver us. And we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Yay. I can hardly tell you how much I appreciate you being here this morning or being online with us, tuning in. The, this is the word of the Lord. We are going to, uh, we're going to rest in it. We're not going to struggle. We're not going to strategize of how to deal with it, this, that, and the other. We are conquerors. We are taking dominion over this. Woohoo! Praise God. Well, they've said we have to spend kissing on the ear. But do the best you can. You know, wave at somebody. Don't go out the door all at once. Ah, it won't matter. It won't matter. None of us have anything, and that's all they're working on. Amen. I bless you because you're blessed. And I decree and declare that this week you will be a bearer of good news. Glad tidings is upon your lips, and you will encourage the discouraged, and you will lift up the one who is hurting. You will cast out devils and you will heal the sick this week. In Jesus' name, amen.